Today is Monday Thursday, sometimes called Holy Thursday. And we get the word Monday from Latin, which is command. And so the idea is that it comes from Jesus' own words. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. And I think that is a beautiful sentiment for what this day represents to us and what this day invites us to reflect on, which is the Last Supper, that final meal that Jesus had before his crucifixion. And he gathered his closest disciples with him to partake in what we believe was either a Passover meal or a meal around the celebration of Passover. And in doing so, Jesus gives meaning to his upcoming death. Because Passover was an event in the Jewish faith in which they would retell their history through God's redemption, through God's rescue of Israel from Egypt, from Egyptian oppression. And so they would retell this story throughout this celebration, in particular at a Passover meal. And they would look to their past and how God had rescued them then. And then they would look to a new exodus in which they would be free from exile and restored to relationship with God. And Jesus takes this at this meal and he begins to weave this great story with his life ministry and upcoming death. And he paints himself as the central character in this grand story, in this grand history. And so explaining the meaning of his upcoming death, he does so not with complicated theology, not with a theory, not even with a sermon. He does it with a meal. And I think what a powerful image that is, was for his disciples then and his disciples now. That his ministry could often be summed up with the voice of his critics. He dined with sinners and tax collectors. Meaning Jesus invited into relationship those that society deemed unworthy or undesirable. And so this meal is a symbol through Passover of forgiveness of sins, God's redemption of his people, and his victory over the pharaohs of this world those who would seek to oppress and crush others. This meal that he shares with his disciples brings his ministry, his movement, his life to this climax that is a new exodus and all that it means is now happening in and through Jesus. 
and in taking bread and wine, the symbols of the new covenant, the new exodus, he gives them the idea that they are his body and his blood, embracing the sacrifice of Passover, which in and of itself was a covenant with God's people. Jesus' own words, blood of the covenant, would echo Moses' covenant with God for the people of Israel at Mount Sinai. That this blood is shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. And when we repeat this meal, we remember all that Jesus, the Messiah, has accomplished. And so Jesus' death through this meal is understood in a larger framework of God's redemption of Israel. This meal reminds us that the tyrant, which was not Rome or Pharaoh, but the dark power that stands behind oppressors and their cruelty. This tyrant has been crushed, conquered, holds no more power over us. And so in this, this meal becomes a new temple. That the meal gives meaning to Jesus as the ultimate Passover lamb, the ultimate sacrifice, the final sacrifice, it is finished. That his broken body and his shed blood would bring forgiveness, that his death would turn away the wrath of God and create a new covenant and a new creation. I love the opportunity to reflect on the meaning that this meal gives to Jesus' death and resurrection as we prepare to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. And so I invite you to take time and reflect on this, to sit with it, to thank God for it. And in addition to reflecting on this, I want to give us a challenge, a challenge to live out this meaning. And it goes back to that command that Jesus gives us, a new command to love one another as he has loved us. And so in the next few days, I want us to be intentional about serving another person. And I want to give us a very brief process for doing that. That I want us to take time to pray, to ask God, bring to mind somebody that I could serve. And then wait for that answer. You may assume that you know who that would be, but allow God to speak into this. You know, we are staying at home. We are surrounded maybe by our family. Maybe we're alone. 
And in this, I want us to take time with God, to not give the obvious answer that we think it should be, but to allow the Spirit to speak into this. And then when you feel that you have that person in mind, start with a question, not an action. See, so often we assume what people need or what they want, but often that's not humble. It's very prideful. It's us coming in to fix people. And that comes from a position of arrogance and pride. Sometimes well-intentioned, but I want us to start as Jesus started always, which was with humility. And so go to that person and ask, how may I serve you? Now they may come back with um, a laundry list of things, but I think most people might give us a blank look. We might even get a sarcastic remark. Um, we might even just get a brush off. But be persistent gently. No, seriously, how may I serve you? And then give them time to give you an answer. They may not have one right away. Take some time, think about it, let me know. Give them the space to do that. They may not even know what they need or what they want, but let's give them the time to do so, to think about it. And you may even need to give them some helpful hints. Don't give them the exact answer though, okay? And maybe ask, what is a chore that you dread doing? What is a task that you hate to do that I could do for you? So kind of open it up, but don't give them the answer. And then when they share with you what would either be helpful or what they would appreciate you doing for them, do it. And do it out of compassion and kindness without expectation. Don't even expect a thank you. Just do it. And don't expect anything in response. Don't expect a, a give and a take. Just do. Give freely as Christ has given to us. And you might find through this experience the opportunity to experience greater grace from God. Maybe even a conversation with this person of, you know, how, how did that feel? Like, was that uncomfortable? <laughs> was that challenging? Because often to receive takes control out of our hands, and that's really hard for us, which is why so often we brush aside help. So in that, you may even give another gift to that person. And you may find some secondary benefits for yourself. But do it first out of God's love. That we might receive God's love and then love others as he has loved us. Amen.